Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So Father, we tell you, once again, we are open and we are ready. I pray that scales would fall off our eyes. I pray that blocks would come off of ears. I pray that anything that would impede the flow of the word tonight, we bind that up in the spirit. And we declare that this atmosphere on campus and online is free from interruption, is free from distraction. And we declare right now, God, you're about to speak to us because this month, May, it is our month of grace. It is our month of favor. It is our month of supernatural. Five is the number of grace. Five is the number of favor. And five is the number of supernatural. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I get you to put a praise right there on campus and online? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. So we started this new series on Sunday uh, called Let's Start Over. Scratch that better because with God you never actually really start over from scratch because God uses what all things the good the bad and the ugly from your past and even your present as a part of the plan so we start better Romans 8 28 I love this verse because this verse even within the numbers it prophesies even within the numbers it speaks to what God is doing there's something called biblical numerology it is referred to as gematria it is the study of the spiritual significance of numbers in the scripture 
This is why all throughout the Bible, numbers mean something. Like the number 40, it means wilderness. It means testing. It means trial. That's when Jesus was in uh, the wilderness fasting. He did it for 40 days, 40 nights. Why? It was a time of testing and trial for him before he was released into his assignment. Let me stop right there. For some of you all, you have to deal with your wilderness before you're ever released into your assignment. Don't let the wilderness bewilder you because it's just a part of your process. Moses had to spend 40 days and 40 nights receiving the Ten Commandments and additional instructions from the Lord. It was his testing, watch me, and it was the people's testing to see how they would act when they were being delayed. I pray that you do not act crazy because you're in the middle of a delay. The plane is still going to make it to its destination just because you're in a delay. I need you to encourage somebody next to you on campus or online. You don't know. They may feel delayed in some areas. And can you just touch them on the shoulder and say, your delay is not a denial. It is not. In fact, your delay is making you miss some of the storm that would have messed with you had you landed when you wanted to last. Matter of fact, I need us to pause for the cause right here. Not to thank God for the stuff that's happened, but let's thank him for the stuff that's on delay. Father, we thank you for what hasn't happened yet. We give you glory for what's been on delay. We give you glory because you were protecting us from something. Come on, let's be bold tonight, Wednesday. Say, thank God for my delay. 40 is the biblical number of witness. But then you see things like this. You see the number two, uh, 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 which is the number of witness. 40 is the number of wilderness. Two is the number of witness. So you're in 2022. And whatever been teaching you, you're going to witness some things this year. And what I love about being a witness is that means I've already seen something happen. So I'm testifying about what's already happened. So this is where faith comes in. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means I have to believe that it exists even though I haven't seen it yet and my belief in its existence even though I haven't seen it is so strong that to me it's real see for some of y'all watch me your faith has to be so strong that to you it's real see some of y'all I need you to drive your current vehicle like it's the one you believe in for I need you to treat your current house like it's the one you believe in for I need you to treat your current job like it's the one you believe in for I need you to treat your now like it's already your next because my next is so real to me that as far as I'm concerned, I'm a witness to it, which as far as I'm concerned, it's already done. Can you encourage somebody next to you and say, it's already done, already done. So in scripture, we see this number eight. Eight is the number of a new beginning. When you look at the figure eight, Watch me, it's a new beginning. Now watch me, it, it sometimes will cross over into something that you've already experienced. But while it's similar, it is not the same. And for some of you all, you need to hear me. You have faced some similar circumstances in life, but they are not the same. They, they, they're similar, but it's not the same. Why? Because you're not the same. You're not the same you you were in 22 as you were in 21. Let's tell the truth. You've matured in the last four months. Because there's some situations you've dealt with that had it been, watch me, had it been December of 2021, you would have been like, I don't know. I may snap, cracker, and pop. But look at your maturity just in the first four months of this year. 
Eight is the number of a new beginning. Two is the biblical number of witness. Eight is the number of a new beginning. This means in this verse says, this is how you witness a new beginning. This is how you witness a new beginning. How? And we know with great confidence. Everybody look at me. Do not put your faith in an outcome. Put your faith in the God of the outcome. So regardless of the outcome, your faith is this is for my good. So if you don't get what you want, you'll say, this is for my good. If you get everything you want, you'll say, this is for my good. If they leave you, you'll say, this is for my good. If they join you, you'll say, this is for my good. If you get it, you'll say, this is for my good. If you get denied, you'll say, this is for my good. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan and every time I read this verse this thing gets so good to me it's like it's like there's this there's this barbecue restaurant in Austin Texas and it's called I'll tell you the name it's called Blacks that's the name of the place now I haven't had anything else from Blacks so don't 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 you know, I can only talk about what I had and what I had was the brisket this brisket is so good say how good is it Bishop I told Bishop Bright, the vice chair of our board, he was like, one year he asked me, he said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, you know exactly what I want. It costs more to ship that meat to me than the meat costs. But I had, and that brisket came, and I warmed that brisket up. You know, it was my way of cooking. You warming it up? So as far as I was concerned, I cooked the brisket. Listen, that brisket was, I, I, it, it was just... Facebook, do you hear me? YouTube, do you hear me? That brisket was so good. So anytime I'm in Austin, don't take me nowhere else. I won't go over here. I won't go over there. I, I want the brisket. Now you can do, we can do sides from wherever you want to do sides from. But this here brisket is the best brisket I've ever had in my whole life. All right, all right. Now, now, now look at me, look at the verse. He says, he causes all things to work together as a plan. This verse is like that brisket. Because it is so good. You ever ate something so good? Why y'all looking at me like you don't eat here? You ever had something so good that you bought a, you all, okay, this is, okay. You wanted to say something you weren't supposed to say? Okay, I'm not, okay. That brisket is so good. This verse is like that brisket. Why? He causes all things. Look at me. Your mess up. Your screw up. Your foolishness. Your rebellion. Your I'm grown, I'm going to do what I want to do. Your obedience. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Bible says he takes all things and makes these things work together. Only God can take all of your failed plans and all of your failed hopes and dreams and make all of this stuff work together so that what looked like failure to you is actually a manual to him. What looks like failure to you is actually instructions for somebody else because he makes all things work together. This verse is so good. Say, how good is it? 
that I don't care how hopeless you may feel or how bad a situation may look, you can have great confidence that this here, this is working for my good. Look at me. As a plan, a plan are the steps to achieve a goal. So God says, I make all things work together as a plan. Your steps to accomplish and achieve your goal. Look at the next part. For good. Which means I take the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I make it work. Look at me. It shouldn't have worked. Have you ever looked back over situations in your life and you were like, how did I get through that? How did I make it through that? Why? He made it. I don't like the way some of y'all are looking because you're looking like you never had him make something work together. Can I just hear the voices of those that have seen him make something work together? Can I just hear your worship for five seconds right there? Go five. In this building and online. Four feels good to me. Three. Two. Feels good to me. What? Somebody say he made it work. For good. Which means, in other words, I'm not starting over. Scratch that. I'm starting better. For those who what? Love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Bishop, how do I know if I'm called according to his plan and purpose? Look at me very carefully. Bishop, how do I look at you carefully? Just look right at me. Some of y'all don't look carefully. You be looking several different directions. Look at me. You ready? If you are alive, you're called. Consider this. In Jeremiah chapter 1, the Bible says, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you uh, and ordained you to be something. He created you to solve a problem, created you to do something, which means you were dispatched to the earth, which means you and God had an agreement before you ever got to the earth that when you get there, you're going to do what I sent you to do. And this is why I need you not to let people get you off track. This is why I need you not to let opposition get you off track. Why? You made him a promise before he let you down here. And when he let you down here, he expected you to fulfill your promise. Good news. I don't care if you got off track the plan is still working I don't care if you got off track somebody shout the plan is still working the fact that you're alive is proof that you're called the fact that you're alive is proof that you're called coronavirus could have taken you out a car accident could have taken you out you could have let's be honest taken yourself out but why won't he let death have you? Because he's called you. And if you still got a pulse, y'all better act like you know what I'm about to say. God still has a plan. So I know I'm called because I'm here. Let's go. So look at me. Nothing. Uh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at verse 31. Verse 31. What then shall we say to all these things? What things? The things you go through in life. The things that happen in life. What are we going to say to these things? You ready? I don't know if I'll get past this part right here. If God is for us, watch the Amplified. Who can be successful? I'm out. Bye. Deuces. I got to go. This verse is so good to me. If God is for us, then who in right mind 
would even begin to ponder or begin to hypothesize the opportunity that they would be successful against us. Why is this good news? Because God says, I am so invested in you that nothing by anyone can succeed against you except you. I had to move past that verse fast because if I stay there, I'm telling you, I'm walking out of here from just running. <laughs> Watch the rest tomorrow on TikTok or something. I don't know. But okay, let me just go back to it real fast. This is real fast. This is, this is. 31, let's go. Look. What then shall we say to depression? What then shall we say to discouragement? What then shall we say to frustration? What then shall we say to crazy people? What then shall we say to what your mama them said? What then shall we say to what your daddy them said? What then shall we say to your generational curses? What then shall we say to death? See, watch me. God is so into me, you can't even scare me with death. Because for every Christian to be absent from the body is to be present with the... What then shall we say to inflation? What then shall we say to house prices? Y'all ain't gonna talk. What then shall we say to student loans? You'll get it after a while. What then shall we say to your ex who's still trying to stay in your business? What, what then shall we say? What am I trying to tell you? I need some of y'all to G up in the spirit. What does that mean? I need you to stop being a punk and I need you to stand up like God is backing you. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, successful against us nobody can I get you to open up your mouth and shout nobody and nothing can succeed against me except me uh oh cause, cause all that stuff all that stuff cannot succeed. The only thing that can succeed against you is you. The question becomes why? Here's why. Because your perspective. Your perspective is how you see something. It's your attitude about something. So instead of saying something to these things, you let these things talk to you. And you're going to touch your neighbor at least five more times tonight. Online, you're going you're gonna to type in the chat at least five more times. So just get comfortable with it. I know some of y'all like, Bishop, I don't like all that touching my neighbor. Well, you're going to do it tonight. Why? Why? Why do I have you say so much? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Why do I have you touch your neighbor? When two or three touch agreeing on anything, it should be done for them. So when you, when you speak and touch, you accelerate things. It is not just to fill time. Please hear me. It is because you're following a spiritual principle to activate something that's going to get you results. Please touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say your perspective, your attitude is about to get better. So look at me, look at me. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind, which means attitude or settled way of thinking, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he, look at me, he tells you the type of attitude to have. 
Because sometimes we don't know what attitude we should have. Should we fight? Should we flight? You know, you know, should we tear the club up or leave the club clean? Listen, and by club, I mean situation. You understand? You know, do we do, do we act? Do, do you know? Do 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 we let them know it's about to be a brawl, or do we sit back and, and hold our peace? Let this mind, this attitude, this subtle way of thinking be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Say this, say, Lord, give me your mind. Say, give me your attitude. All right? We saw Jesus' mindset. Somebody says, well, what is Jesus' mindset? You see his mindset and how he handled his miserable moments. Number one, he was betrayed. Number two, he was abandoned. Number three, he sheds his blood alone. What did you never see Jesus do? Complain. What did you never see Jesus do? God, let one more of these marks hit me. I'm finna, I'm finna kill all of them. What did you never see Jesus do? Now, listen, listen. you saw him get tired. How do you know? Because in the Garden of Gethsemane, what does he say? Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Watch me. In other words, I don't want to do this. Watch this. Nevertheless. See, when we pray, we, we're bold in our prayers. We're, 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 we're aggressive in our prayers. Because the Bible says, and the effective, fervent prayers of the righteous avail of months. God says, don't come to me with no little punk prayer. You better come to me like you know you're going to get what you asked for. Here's mature Christianity. God, this is what I asked for, but I yield to the fact that your will may be different than what I asked for. So I asked for it to happen by Friday at 12. But if it don't, I yield to the fact that if you got it on delay, there must be a reason. Why? All things work together for my good. Why? I have great confidence. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for me, who would there be against me? What you did see is you saw him have a moment. And then you saw him snap out of it. Come on, second time to touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Ask me, say snap out of it. Facebook, YouTube, you type it on our app, on our website, you type it, snap out of it. Because for some of you, watch me, God gives us permission to have human moments, watch me, but you, you too mature as a believer to stay there. And you want to know how many times he said that? Three times. Three times he said, and then watch me, you can see his humanity because he's the anthropos, 100% God, 100% man. So much man you can't believe he's God, so much God you can't believe he's man. You see his humanity because at one point he goes back to Peter, James, and John and says, y'all couldn't even pray with me? In other words, y'all won't help me? You see I'm in the middle of this moment and you won't even help me? Which means at some point even his humanity was like, can I get a little help? Let me talk to those of you that feel like no matter how much you ask for help, you get none. There are certain things you're going to have to do and you're going to have to do alone. There are certain things you're going to have to do and you're going to have to do by yourself. Why? Because only you, watch me, only you can carry the burden that you've been assigned to produce the blessing you've been designed to produce. Could it be that God won't let certain people help you do certain things so that he, they, get the, they don't get the glory, but he gets the glory? He's betrayed, he's abandoned, he sheds his blood alone. You see him do this three times, and then the Bible says at the end of that third time, angels come and they strengthen him, and they minister to him. In other words, they were like, this is about to hurt. This is about to be rough. But we're going to give you the strength, because you have to go through this. If you do not get on this cross, then everything that we have done, everything that we have planned, everything we have prepared for, for not look at me you have made too much progress to forfeit anything that you have worked for you ain't gonna touch your neighbor touch yourself say you've made too much progress to forfeit that progress 
because of a little tribulation. Tell yourself, say your name. Say, you got this because God's got you. How do I know he's got me? What then shall we say to these things? If God be for me, who would dare be against me? So look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Um, I taught you that he sowed 30 years preparing. And pay attention to how I say it. He sowed 30 years preparing. If you see preparation as a waste of time, then you don't understand the assignment. Preparation is seed that you're sowing for performance. He sold 30 years preparing for three and a half years of ministry. Why? So the moment that he was released into his assignment, there was not one doubt in his mind about what he was supposed to do. God, dog. The moment he got the green light, he knew exactly what to do. What if for some of you, you want the green light, but you haven't fully sold your preparation? So you're saying, God, when are you going to do this? And God is like, listen, you don't even know what to do if I get, you asked me for a million dollars. You don't even have a clue what you would do with it. You have no clue what you would do. You don't even have four bank accounts at different institutions set up. What if you were sowing preparation? He sows 30 years of preparation. Listen, almost 10 times the amount of preparation for the time of performance. 30 years preparing for three and a half years of ministry to perform 37 miracles. All right, you still with me? But what did I teach you on Sunday? He did more in 40 days after the cross as they had to start over, scratch that, start better. John 21, 25. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Pay attention. During his preparation, you don't see much of his life. During his performance, he does 37 recorded miracles. After his miserable moment, in 40 days, he does more with less. The Bible says that the disciples, all of them had abandoned him. And if you saw last night's message preview, uh, most people, when you think of the disciples, you think of 12. That's not accurate. See, there were 12 ruling apostles that Acts chapter 1 teaches us were bishops. Got it? Judas was one of those. Then there were at least, at least 82 apostles because apostle is the Greek word apostello, which means sent ones. The Bible says he sent them two by two into various cities. So you had the 12 plus the 70 that he sent. So you have at least 82. And then there are thousands of disciples which are students the bible says the thousands walked away from him pay attention the thousands walked away from him so when he comes back after his miserable moment watch me it's just him and 11 but the bible says him and those 11 did more than him and the thousands y'all about to what am i trying to tell you you like our lord and savior you're about to do more with less not only are you going to do more with less, you're going to do more in a shorter period of time. I need for some of y'all to be excited. Why? Because in May, you're going to make up for the first four months of any lost time, any lost energy, any lost effort, any lost conversations. I need you to speak this. Say, I'll do more with less. Say, and I'll do more in less time. I need you to snatch that air. Say, my confession will be there you go. 
Still with me? Still with me? All right. Watch this. Watch this. I gave you on Sunday 10 steps to start over. Scratch that. Better. And I want you to pay attention to the perspective, the angle, the attitude of how these things were. The attitude of how these things were. Say, pay attention to the perspective. All right. And John 20 and 14, this is right after Jesus has been raised from the dead. And she goes, um, uh, Mary goes, and she's there. And the Bible says that Jesus was there. Now, he's not where she last saw him. Pay attention. For some of you, your problem is you don't evolve. You want God to act how he's been acting and to do what he's been doing. Because you are used to him showing up a certain way. And God says, well, listen, if you're supposed to evolve, then that means the way in which you receive him has to evolve, too. So the Bible says it was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. In fact, the Bible says she thought it was the gardener. Pay attention to the perspective. That means you never believed he was going to get up in the first place. Because if you believed it on Sunday, you would have counted three days. And you would have went there, not get, they took oil and spices because they were going to anoint his body. Why are you coming to anoint the body of a dead man when he told you up front that he was going to be raised from the dead? Which means your perspective is you expected to see him in the tomb because you never thought he was going to get up. Question, is the reason you get so shocked when great things happen is because you never really believed they were going to anyhow? I know. Elbow somebody and say, check your perspective. See, if I told you this is going to be a month of favor, because the number prophesies, of grace and of supernatural, then that means any interaction you have with somebody, before you walk into a meeting, your prayer ought to be, Father, show me the favor. Show me what the favor is. Show me the favor. Show me the favor. Show me the favor. Show me the grace. Show me the grace. Show me the grace. Show me the supernatural that's in this. Why? Because I already got my word telling me what this month is going to be, which means every email, every text, every transaction, everything that happens, it has got to be pointing in the direction of what I have been told. So the truth is, is she never really ever believed he was going to get up so here's my question for you I just want to teach this part we're going to shout in a minute I'm moving slow ooh because this word is good to me ready so what percentage of you believes and what percentage of you does not because the percentage of you that does not is going to make you miss him calling him regular because what was the first step that I gave you? It's right here. First step that I gave you is he'll reveal in what seems regular. So if you have to ask yourself this question, what am I missing? What am I missing? How much of me believes? How much of me is a whole doubter? These are people who walk with God for three and a half years. And when he said, I'll rise on the third day. She was like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. You know, Jesus, he just so, you know, he'd be getting excited. Just like some people doubt what you say you're going to do. You said you're going to be the curse breaker and they doubt you. You ain't going to break no curses. You're in the same here doing it. And when you tell them you're going to be the first seven figure earner in your bloodline, they say, that's impossible. You ain't going to be able to do that. Watch me. I feel bad for the people who didn't put their money on you. I feel bad for the people who didn't put their bet on you. 
I feel bad for the people who don't think you're going to do what you said you're going to do. I need you to look at somebody next to you and say, I will accomplish what I said I would. All right, let's go to the second step. Uh, and it looks at verse 19. That Sunday evening. Say that Sunday evening. So let me teach you this principle. Time lapses create losses. Time lapses create losses. When is the time to deal with it? Now. Right now. When, when is the time to make the call? Now. Right now. When is the time to make the email? Now. Right now. That's, so I want, you to get the, I want you to understand the timing. So Passover which was just the midweek of, of this prior Sunday that they met. All right, Jesus is gone. There's been thousands of people that have left him. Judas got the money. They're trying to figure out what's going on, who's going where. It's a total mess going on. It's just a, um, a mess. All right, and then Jesus raises up, just like he said he would, on that Sunday. By that Sunday night, they are having a meeting. Because whenever time lapses, you will create losses. For some of you, watch me, your procrastination explains why you haven't seen progress in certain areas. Because you fixing to do a whole lot. But, but watch me, you're about, you about to give your neighbor the push that they need just to, come on, get them on the shoulder or fist bump them. You got options now, too. You ready? Online, you type it in the chat. Say, stop waiting. Get it done. Get it done. I don't want to hear about how you're going to get your credit together in June. No, you finna do that today. You want to know why you're so tired all the time? You're so tired all the time because your body doesn't believe that it's desire, that there's a need to produce energy because you don't produce. I could leave right now. Let me... Some of y'all are so tired because your body says there's no need to give her energy. She ain't going to do nothing with it. Ain't no need to give him energy. He ain't going to do nothing but sit up and talk. He ain't going to do nothing but sit up and eat, sit up and watch TV. Why give him energy? Energy for what? I know that was a big pill. Go on, swallow that junk. Because when you're, watch me, when your body knows that you're a producer, other people look at you and how, how you just keep on going? Because there's something in me that makes everything about me push. And can I speak this into everybody's life? Watch me, there's about to be a better that's going to hit you, that's going to make everything in you cause you to push. You will not let time lapse because you will not have unnecessary losses. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says that the disciples were meeting. Say meeting. I love the use of the word meeting here. Um, and I said this at 1115, because you need people around you that y'all ain't just hanging out. You need people around you that's, let's have a meeting. What we mean about our plan? What do we mean about this business that I'm going to help you start? What do we mean meeting about so that we have a strategy for what we're getting ready to do? The disciples were meeting. So what is a meeting? It's where you set a goal. What's a goal? It's an objective and a plan. An objective is what you want to accomplish. A plan is how you're going to accomplish it. For many people, watch me. You say, Bishop, I don't have people in my circle I can meet with. Guess who you need to meet with? Yourself. All of this, all of this writing stuff on the back of a, a, a napkin 
and and just just writing stuff on your hand when you're driving down the car, driving down the street and all that. That's not no meeting. You need to schedule time with yourself and say, let's get this together. What are we doing? What's our objective? And how are we going to accomplish the objective? You ready? For some of y'all, you can invite people you don't know to the meeting. Can I teach you for a moment? What do you mean people I don't know? You can invite people you admire but don't know. What do you mean invite people I admire that I don't know? See, when you study biographies and learn about other people, you can invite their characteristics to your meeting. Which means some of y'all need to invite, watch me, some of y'all need to invite Oprah's tenacity to your meeting. Some of y'all need to invite uh, Bezos, uh, 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 his ability to make billions from a website to your meeting. See, I'm not saying that to me. You can learn the characteristics of individuals that you admire and you can invite them into your meeting. So you meet with anybody you want to. I can't meet with the president. Yes, you can. Find out what characteristics you like about the current president. All right. Or any of them. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Believe me, all right? <laughs> I don't even... Listen, all right. Say meeting. Right, right. Let me move on. No, let's move on. Where they meet behind locked doors. Okay. Um, when you're starting better, you need to be selective, and you need to be secure. All right. Say say this to the person next to you. Say, stop being thirsty. Say, that's not a good look on you. Say, you're a king and a priest. Not thirsty. Bible says that they met behind locked doors, which means they were selective. Everybody couldn't get in the meeting. Everybody couldn't have access to them. They didn't go to lunch with everybody. They didn't go get tea with everybody. Ask me, for some of you, you're not selective, yet you want success. And successful people are very selective. Why? Because I don't need your spirit getting around me and contaminating my energy. I don't need your spirit getting around me and contaminating my whole focus. Because there are certain people that their residue will be on you after they're gone. Ready? Selective, watch me, and secure. In other words, they said, and everybody ain't getting in here. Everybody's not getting in here. See, when we look at it, we'll say, well, why didn't they just have an open door meeting? Everybody don't need to be in here. Do not share dreams with people who have nightmares. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm selective. You want to sit at my table? What did you bring to my table? Why? Because I brought something to the table. So if you're going to be in my life, you got to add value to me. I got to add value to you. Otherwise, we have no business. I pray God fill your table and the seats around you with people that add value to you and people you add value to. No more leeches, no more losses, no more wretched people in your circle. Worship God for three seconds right there. Go three, two, hallelujah. Let's go. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, can I get you to shout suddenly? 
Jesus was standing there among them saying, peace be with you. Now, this is amazing because I taught you this. Um, the third way to start better, because we're not starting over. We only start better. Your fear from past failures, listen to this carefully, create suddenlies because you will over plan and over prepare. You missed it. When you have failed at something in the past, you've got two ways you can do this thing. You can either, one, feel overwhelmed, and then now you're not going to do anything. Or you can overplan and overprepare. You do what's called belt and suspenders. So I'm not having this happen again. So because I'm not having this happen again, I'm going to make sure my planning exceeds and I'm going to make sure my preparation is above what it should be. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. So they were like, they're not going to get us like they got Jesus. How did they get Jesus out in the open? So what are we going to do? We're going to have our meeting locked up in these. Do I don't like the fact that you're not getting it because it's so simple. You ready? All right. They were like, okay, how, how did, how in the world how in the world did they get Jesus? Because of Judas. Who's not in this closed door meeting? Judas. When you find out where the snake is, you eliminate the snake from the meetings. You sitting over here, I'm going to go talk to the snake. Mm -mm, snake can't come back here. Mm -mm. You ready? Okay. Are you, are you getting this tonight? Okay, verse 21. Again, he said, peace be with you. So now, here it is. Two times, he said, peace be with you. He didn't say peace is going on around you. He said, peace be with you. And I taught you this, that internal pressure keeps you pushing. Or excuse me, internal peace keeps you pushing. Internal peace keeps you pushing. Um, because what you're dealing with is not going to always be peaceful. But if I got peace internally, I'm not really scared. Listen, stay out of the storm, baby. I am the storm. He said, aren't you mad? Mm -mm, I'm motivated. No. Why? Because, because I've got internal peace. How many times did he tell them they needed that? Twice. Look at the person next to you say, you need peace. peace. Internally. Online, you type it in the chat, tag somebody, say, you need peace internally. So your situation may be difficult, but I got peace. The people you're dealing with may be difficult, but I got peace. The decisions you have to make may be tough, but I got peace. Still with me? All right, we're almost there. So I am sending you, he says. He says, the father has sent me. I am sending you. Watch me. Pay close attention. I told you, you cannot stay locked up. What does this mean? Negative. Can't stay locked up. He says, now listen, it was good that y'all overplanned and overprepared. But don't let your overplanning and overpreparation turn into negativity. And it's a thin line. And you can get into negativity. It's a thin line. And you can get negativity. So then what happens is that now, here you are, but you're locked up. But you got all these keys. But your negativity 
keeps you from even attempting to get yourself out. Because in your mind, watch me, if I'm locked up, at least I'm there. Now, some of you may say, Bishop, I'm not locked up. Oh, I'm going to show you, but I'm going to get you up out of it. What are you, Bishop, I ain't locked up. That attitude right there with all that neck, yeah, you are. Let me tell you how you locked up. You're what's called a negaholic. Negaholism is a condition. It literally is a syndrome. When people become addicted to self-doubt. You did amazing. Oh, I never do good at anything. Look, I just told you you did good. Somebody gives you a compliment. You look amazing. Oh, this old thing. Oh, yeah. If you don't shut up and take the compliment. All right, you're about to get real aggressive with your neighbor. Would you look at him and say, shut up and take the compliment? When you become addicted to self-doubt and negativity. So what happens? You unconsciously self-impose limits to your abilities and convince yourself you cannot win. So you will sabotage yourself. For most Christians, here's what I've discovered. Is it's not really the devil. It's, the, it's you. You're locked up in this negaholism, which makes you, you say, Bishop, I don't drink. No, you're just negative. You ain't an alcoholic. You're a negaholic. Bishop, I ain't out here sexing. No, you ain't a sexaholic. You're a negaholic. You ready? And so when you're a negaholic, you, you're like, well, I got the keys, but I'm just going to sit right here. I got all of these dreams and hopes and visions and things I'm trying to do, things I'm trying to accomplish, but I'm not going to be able to do any of it because I can't win. Why can't you win? Well, you don't know the hand I was dealt. Why can't you win? Well, I'm not the right color. Well, why can't you win? Well, I don't have the right skills. Well, why can't you win? It's just so hard. No, it's hard out there for a pimp. It ain't that hard for you. Look at someone say, it ain't that hard for you. You know why it feels so hard? Because you told yourself that. You know why it's so rough? You told yourself that. I know y'all don't like this part. That's why I'm going to shout you in a minute. How many can be honest with me on campus or online that, that, that there are some areas where you can be honest that you have been, you've been sipping on some scissor? <laughs> you've been sipping on this negaholic syrup. Scissor. <laughs> you've been sipping. You've been sipping. And you'll come to church. Whoa, I'm a king and a priest. Snatch that air. Snatch that air. Get in the car. You got your bag. Give me, a, give me a paper bag. Give me a paper bag. Give me a paper bag. We finna do this analogy. Give me a paper bag, a brown paper bag. We finna do this analogy. We gonna do this analogy. Or give me a crown royal bag. One of the two. All right. One of the two. One of the two. We gonna do this analogy. We gonna do this analogy. We gonna, Cause you come to church and you fired up. You get on prayer, you're fired up. And then you have a sip. Of your negativity, of your self-doubt, of your, I ain't going to be able to do this. Nothing ever works for me. No one ever helps me. 
Nobody's ever there for me. God, you don't help me. God, you don't love me. Bam. Huh? Oh, we got props for you. Well, we got props for you. Huh? Wednesday, don't you act like. I know you've been saved. But there was a day. We got some props in this church, do you hear me? Is it real? Look at me. So, so you can get fired up and then you go have a sip. And it brings you comfort. Some of y'all were supposed to start your fitness journey on the first. Huh? And right when you're supposed to go to the gym, you pulled your bag out. I don't want them people in the gym judging me. I don't want nobody treating me like this. I, you know what? The truth is, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to go walk in. I got all these instructions. I got all this information. I ain't going to do nothing with it because you sip on your negaholism. And so you're a negaholic. So no matter what you do, you don't want keys because keys mean change. You don't want that. You want your bottle. You want your crown. And I guess you settle for that crown because you won't work to get a real one. Watch me, but tonight, I need your faith to shake in this room. I need you to open up your mouth and say, but tonight, I will not stay stuck on negativity. I will not be a negaholic. I will not practice negaholism. Say in Jesus' name, I will not self-doubt. I will not self-impose limits can win. I am winning. All I do is win. And I will not sabotage myself. I put the bottle down. And I decide not to stay locked up. But I'm free. But I'm free. But I'm free. But I'm free. Wednesday put a praise in the atmosphere for what you just said. You will not self-doubt. You will not self-doubt. You will not self-doubt. You will not second-guess yourself. You will not second-guess your ability. You will not second-guess what God's called you to do. You will have clarity and you will have confidence. You will have clarity. You will have confidence. You will have courage. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Can I get all of the former negaholics to put a shout right there? You got this. You got this. You got this. Go to three to five people, fist bump them, say, you got this. Because God's got you. Online, type that on the chat. You got this. You got this, Cartina. 
You got this, Stacy. You you got this, Lita. You got this, Ray. You got this, Deidre. You got this, Nina. Somebody holler, I got this. Ready? So now, now that I got you off of your poison, here, take this. I don't need that now. So tomorrow, when you're like, I don't know if I can do this, shut up. Watch me. Say that aggressively to yourself. Say, shut up. Some of you are going to have to go in the bathroom tomorrow and take a little break. They're gonna, you're going to be sitting in the meeting and say, just give me one minute, one minute, I'll be right back. I have to get in that bathroom. I have to look in that mirror and say, if you don't get your behind together, you're at the table because God's trying to give you the table. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who would dare be against us? Come on, practice how you're going to handle you. Say, shut that noise up. You got this, and you're going to win big. Come on, let's prophesy. Say, because no weapon that's formed against you is going to be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment, it is condemned. This is going to be the best year of my life yet. In every area, in every area, I'm about to possess it. I'm about to witness it for myself. So here's what happens when you break this negaholic thing. You ready? You ready? Then you get to go to John 21 and... And, and, well, beyond three, but let me show you the journey. Peter Nim, Nim is a southern colloquialism that means and them. I need you to know your Bibles. You ready? <laughs> you ready? You got it, you ready? So, Peter, look at me, look at me. After they have this meeting, they walk out. But when they walk out, Peter and some of the guys, they go fishing. Listen, they go fishing because that meeting, they didn't kill what we just did, which was negaholism. So what did they do? They said, well, Jesus is gone. So we're going to have to go back to what we used to do. Which means, Peter... You never burned the bridge to your past because you intended to cross back over it. Can I tell y'all what some of y'all going to do tonight? You about to burn some bridges to your past. Why? Because there's some stuff I'm not crossing back over that. I, tell, I go swimming before I cross over that. I'll do it by myself before I cross over that. Why? I am not in a position of weakness. You ready? Peter, if you could get back on your boat, that means, if you could get back on your boat, Peter, that means that you never ever sold it. That means that you never ever fully disengaged from who you were. 
And for some of y'all, watch me, you need to totally cut off your past having access to your present. You're not going to have a good relationship if you got a lot of bridges to previous ones. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I just know why we can't get along because there's four of y'all in the relationship. That's why. Ooh, I'm preaching aggressive tonight. And I was trying to... You ready? For some of y'all, watch me. You are never, ever able to do what you need to do because you never really burn the... You still have options. And because you still have options, watch me, God is like, well... What we is going to do. So watch me. So, so they, a few of them. Now, not all of them, which is interesting. Now, all of, of the 11, because Judas is not invited to the meeting. There's some people you need to let them know you're not invited to the meeting. He said, but I feel bad. I don't. Elbow somebody say, stop feeling bad for who's doing bad to you. you lost your job you shouldn't have ran your mouth like that I ain't said that I don't feel bad no I feel amazing come on we gotta go we gotta go so a few of them get on the boat not on the bus they get on the boat and when they get on the boat look at the Bible Bible says they go fishing and when, and when they go fishing they catch nothing all night now y'all have just been told about a miracle on Sunday morning and by Sunday night you out there fishing again and they caught nothing all night number six feeling tired is normal stopping is not an option it's just not it's just this 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 here is not an option I don't care how you dress it up and put the V in the middle. This is not an option. I, I, it's just not, I ain't gonna be able to do it. I ain't gonna be able to do that. All right? All right, look at me. They caught nothing all night. And Jesus is using this in the lesson. And watch me, the shout's gonna come fast on this one. You ready? Seven principle. You're gonna fail at something. You ready? She ready. Come on, let's put this in the atmosphere. Say, and I'm ready. And God's ready. You ready for this one? Say, and my breakthrough's ready. Let go. I just heard this in the spirit. The check is being cut tomorrow. I, the check is being cut tomorrow. I, oh my God. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You will fail at something. But it's necessary for success. Failure is the number one ingredient for success. So everybody trying to, I'm just trying to avoid failure, but then you then listen, you can't cook. You got you ever heard the saying people, you know, ooh, so and so can burn, meaning like they can really cook? Okay, watch me. Check the origin. Check, check the depth of the origin. Because I burnt something, I know how to make sure it's good now. I know, how my, I know my food is good now. Why? Because I didn't burn some stuff before. 
I've had enough failure to know how to get success. I've had enough losses in order to know how to get a win. I've dealt with humiliation enough to where I know that don't scare me. I'm not scared of nobody. Look, would you look at somebody and say, I'm not afraid of being humiliated. Been there, done that. Overcame that. Say, I'm not scared of failure. Say, what I'm excited about is my bounce back. What I'm excited about is my bounce back. <laughs> All right, let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Then what did I teach you? You're gonna be given weird plans. After they catch nothing all night, Jesus shows up on the beach. They don't know it's him. Which is, that always gets me. How do you walk with somebody for three and a half years? Look at me. And you still don't get him. Like, the purpose of longevity is understanding. So how you been around me this long and you still don't have an understanding? It's quiet in the building. So Jesus is standing on the beach. He says, hey, fellas, you catch any fish? Now, he doesn't ask to find out. God never asks a question to get an answer. He asks a question to check perspective. They said, no, we ain't caught nothing. And we've been doing this all night. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Verse 6. Then he said, throw out your net. Translation, try again. But this time, throw it on the right side of the boat. Which means you had the right equipment. You had the right team in the wrong place. <laughs> I don't like your silence. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. You had the right team. You had the right equipment. You had the right lake. You just had it at the, in the wrong place. Watch me. Watch me. You ready? It was a minor adjustment. He said, don't throw it to the left. He said, I've been fishing, fishing, fishing. He said, don't do that. He says, and listen, they, they weren't using a fishing pole because they weren't just going to catch one fish. For many of you all, the last three years, you've been building a net. What do you mean? You've been building multiple streams. You've been building multiple opportunities. You've been diversifying even the way you think. You've been diversifying the type of people you interact with. And I ain't going to catch one fish. No, no, no. There's a net. There's a net. He said, throw the net and throw it on the right side. Right represents your strength. Right represents your power. Now, he tells them, I need you to get strong. After they have just told him, we have toiled all night and we didn't catch a thing. Jesus, the, the net, watch me, the net is going to, it's the same water. It's, it's the same, look at me, it's the same water. 
how all of a sudden is this one alteration? This one thing is going to change everything? This one thing is going to change everything? This one adjustment to your resume is going to change. Y'all don't like the way some of y'all ain't saying that to me. This one adjustment to your investment strategy. This one adjustment to how you interact with people. This one adjustment to how you speak. Somebody say one thing will change everything. You ready? Put a time limit on it. Say this month. And I got to get ready to close. (laughs) But I need you to encourage somebody next to you and say one thing is going to change everything. Look at me. Look what he promises them. He says, and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net. I know it. Because it was so many fish. So this net is full of fish. The Bible says, put the verse up. The Bible says that Peter, when he saw what happened, he jumped in the water and swam to shore because when he got what he wanted he didn't know how to handle it I come against your fear of getting what you prayed for I come against your fear of losing what you gonna get I come against your fear of you scared to succeed because if you succeed it might go bad this is not that I need you to open up your mouth and say I'll get exactly what I prayed for and I'll be able to handle it. I won't be afraid of it. I won't abandon it. But I'm going to snatch it. And my confession this month will be. There you go. Look at me. Look at me. This is, this, we have a, this is the shout right here. This is the shout right here. So where's it at, Bishop? It's right here. So they have a big win. Because of a better way. Look at me. Same water. Same fish. Same, watch me, same boat. Same team. They just found a better way. Say, I'm finding a better way. Ooh. See, when you have that mentality, solutions are about to start popping in your mind. Answers are about to start pop- Come on, y'all, I gotta go. But answers about to start popping in your mind. Suggestions that are going to help you solve the problem are about to start popping in your mind. Creative ideas are about to pop in your mind. Opportunities about to pop in your mind. Father, we receive a download of a better way. We receive a download of how to get our work done in a better way. Of how to do what we do and do it in a better way. Open your mouth and say, I'm finding a better way. So I have a big win. But look at me, but look at me, but look at me, but look at me, but look at me. That's not the shout. There's two more verses, and this is the shout. Somebody say, there you go. Verse 8. They were only about 100 yards from the shore. Which means they weren't in deep water. Let me see if I can say this another way. They didn't have to take the boat that far out. In other words, they got more done 
with less and they got more done with less time. Because remember, all 11 weren't on the boat. Few of them were on the boat. They got more done with less people. They got more done with less time. They weren't in deep water. They were only 100 yards from the shore. That's why Peter could swim to the shore. Because he was only a football field away. Let me see if I can say this another way. You are so much closer than you even realize. Oh my God. I mean, this ain't for everybody. But for those of us that know the reason your warfare has been so intense is because your proximity to your promise has been so... If I'm not talking to you, don't say nothing. But if your warfare is intensified, can I tell you, that is your proof that you are closer in proximity to your promise. I'm so close, I can smell it. I'm so close, I can see it. I'm so close, I can touch it. I'm... Somebody shout, I'm closer than I've ever been. And this month, to yourself, Mr. Kevin Foreman. Somebody say this month. Come on, Wednesday. Say this month. But that's not the shout. That's the pre-shout. Here's the shout. Verse 9. It, now listen. Listen to me, Wednesday. I'm, I'm not even playing with you. If you don't respond right, we have a Sunday school tonight. And I'm going to keep y'all here until 12 in the morning. Some of y'all are like, come on, Bishop, bring it on. Well, I ain't staying. I'm going to put it on video and you can watch. All right? I'm just playing with you. Look at me. So they just did all this catching fish. Bible tells us how many fish they caught. 153 big ones. Wh which means I'm going to be able to count this. Come on, prophesy to somebody in the next seat. Say the number's about to increase. But look at me, Wednesday. Here's the shout, because that was the pre-shout. Here's the shout. Here's the shout, everybody to my right. Here's the shout. You ready? Jesus is sitting on the beach. Peter, when they get closer to the, to the shore... Peter goes back out and helps them bring it in. And they all bring it in. And as they all bring it in, look at what Jesus says. Lead him fish there. I already made breakfast for you. I got you some fish and some bread. In other words, what I just did was simply watch me. The wind was about you finding a better way. Because I've already provided everything you need for you right here. I just wanted you to see that I am with you. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who would there be against us? The table's already spread. I got your bread. I got your fish. I already made your breakfast. Open your mouth say it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Look at somebody say it's already done. Say it's already done. It's already I'm glad about it. Come on, say it like your old school back to saying, I'm glad about it. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at me. All of this was just so you could find a better way. Because when they got there, Jesus said, well, we ain't doing all that. Jesus said, I got your, your two-piece ready to go. Everything you need, I got it ready to go. I got your, I got your, I got your meal prepared for you. Say, everything is prepared. Say, everything is ready to go. Already. Stop. Stop. Shh, listen. They just had to get back to shore. Shh, 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 shh. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You ready? What they were working to get, he already had. And it was already prepared. He was teaching them how to find better ways. So when they got back to shore, he said, keep that. It's already done for you. It's already done for you. What if I told you it's already approved? What if I told you the door is already open? What if I told you the way's already been made? What if I told you the tenants are already coming through? What if I told you the investments were already scheduled to increase? What if I told you they were already scheduled to apologize? What if I told you it was already prepared? Look back at this verse. Look back at this verse. We're out of here. Get your communion ready. We're out of here. Look back at this verse. Go to the verse, please. They found. Shut up. God, that's good. I didn't throw them at nobody. Shut up. That is, don't mean literally shut up. Does it mean so good to me? They found, you're not listening to me. They found breakfast was waiting. I gotta go. I gotta go. Say, I'm gonna find it already prepared for me. It's going to be the right place. It's going to be the right time. It's going to be the right people. It's going to be the right price. Everything will be right. They found it already prepared for them. Can I go deeper Wednesday? Come on, get your communion. I'm over time. I plan to be done. I had this thing down to the time. Did you get blessed from this word? They found Look at me, breakfast. Can I go real deep Wednesday? Break fast. Ready? 
You're going to prophesy to him. Touch that shoulder. Touch that shoulder. Say quick, fast, in a hurry. Was waiting for them. Your promise is sitting up like, come on. Let's go. It's waiting for you. Why didn't Jesus just say, I caught some fish. I got some fish. Come eat my fish. He needed them to learn how to find better ways. But then look at the Bible. The Bible says there's fish. That's what they were working so hard to get. Fish in scripture represent people. You missed it. You ready? There are people that are waiting. On you. You ready? But look at me. And bread. What does bread represent in the Bible? Number says, do not fear our enemies, for they are our bread. That's why he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So why did they have fish and bread? Because people were waiting on them. Watch me. But then their enemies had to watch them. And everybody that ever said you wouldn't is about to watch you do it. He's giving them a front row seat because your enemies are your bread. Watch me. What then shall we say to these things? You're going to look at your enemies and say, I told you. If God was for me, who in the heck did you think you were against me? Tonight, if you're in this building or online and need to become a Christian, this is your opportunity. I'm going to count to three. I'm over time, but I'm going to count to three. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, I want you to throw that hand up in this building. Online, do the hand with emoji. Say, it's me. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no condemnation, no shame. Two, if this is your moment, don't miss it. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building online. Do the hand with emoji. Say, it's me. Everybody, quickly pray this with me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race, to be a faithful Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, look on the screen. At the bottom, there's a text for you to send. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next.
We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.